0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the final episode in the Romance in Color, Writing in Color series. I am your host, Tati Richardson, and I want to give a special shout out to everyone who stayed with us these few weeks and listened to every single author interview. Um, I want to thank all of the authors uh, who participated in the Writing in Color uh, podcast series I had so much fun interviewing everyone, Uh, but um, I saved the best for last. (laughs) Uh, This is my friend. Um, The following interview is my friend, full disclosure, Uh, Jada Sola James, who has not one, but two romance books out this year. The first one is out right now, The Swedish Charade. It is a wonderful book, and I'm not just saying that because it's my friend, Uh, but it's available everywhere you get your... Books. Um, and her next book is called Uh Redeemed by His New York Cinderella, which will be out this September. So she is a very busy woman. We talk juggling motherhood and career and writing two books during this crazy, crazy pandemic. Uh, we talk craft and we talk so much stuff that I can't even remember at this point. Um, But I love Jada Sola and I hope you all enjoy this interview with her. So stay tuned and listen to my interview with author Jada Sola James. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Romance and Color. Um, I am here with the wonderful and talented Jada Sola James. Um, how are you doing, friend? I'm good. Thank you. That's quite an intro. I feel so special. <laughs> Full disclosure, I've known Jada Sola for a while. Uh, we're, in some, we're in the same circles. We're in um, the same... Um, groups and so this is my friend so um we are I'm so excited to have her on the podcast to talk about not one but two books she has coming out um this year um and and correct me if I'm wrong these are both kind of your debuts right they
1: are so the first is a debut for Carina Press which is an imprint of Harlequin books and Mm -hmm. I think They're probably their biggest line right now is the Karina Adores line. Right. Which is a wonderful line of books that, you know, represents a the best, I feel, in queer romance. Mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm. incredible. So, you know, if you're into that genre or would like to add more to your reading list, I definitely would recommend Karina Adores. Yes, um, absolutely. Yep. But uh, my book is a more traditional contemporary romance. Mm-hmm. And uh, my second is with Harlequin Presents slash mm-hmm. uh, and Boone UK. And very excited about that as well. I think I spent my formative years reading harlequin presents getting into romance. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, yes. It, it feels very surreal to be writing for them.
0: I know, I know. So, we got before we talk about the books, we're going to get into like that, like how and the how did you get into romance writing and what kind of inspired you to move from just, you know, avid reader to romance writer, you know? So this is (laughs) (laughs) is my abbreviated version. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give
1: you the short version. Okay. So I am a fan fiction writer from way back. Mm -hmm. So I wrote tons of fan fiction when I was, I would say, late high school, early college. And it was just a really good way for me to manage anxiety and to go wild within the fandoms I was really into. And romance is a huge part of fan fiction, so I think that kind of sparked the interest in writing romance mm-hmm. and um, I'd always kind of been picking away at 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 books um never managed to complete a novel though I mm-hmm. was trying to write more literary things, and it 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 was just not easy for me. It didn't come naturally right it wasn't mm-hmm. as much fun, mm-hmm. but it, when I started attempting straight romance the words just came flowing out of me in a way that it just wasn't doing when I had to think about uh heavy things like symbolism and themes and structure, and all of those are part of romance as well don't get me wrong but it just feels so much more intuitive when I'm
0: writing a genre that I love to read so much right right so professionally you're a librarian correct yes I am so so how were you a kid that spent like a ton of like time in the library growing up and so is that where you kind of like first fell in love with like romance novels
1: absolutely I picked up my first romance (laughs) novel in the public library and I think that's that's similar to to a lot of different people Mm -hmm. and I actually had an aunt in Nigeria who had a bookstore and Mm. she sold a lot of romance novels so she would come when she visited she had stacks of them in her suitcase and she would just give them to me and I would just read through all of them she had everything from Mills and Boone to like Christian romance so she had all the extremes and I would just read everything so Mm. I think that sparked my interest um pretty pretty quickly And my first library job was in the public library. And Mm -hmm. part of my job was to restock the young adult romance section. Mm. So I got to know a lot of the young adult and adult authors and really appreciate the sub genres Mm. that are in romance. Like you have Christian Mm. romance, contemporary romance, sweet romance, historical, urban lit, like all of these things that are under that big umbrella. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of them are so, so, so well done.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you have like a writer that you gravitated to uh, towards more than others? Like when you were like younger um, reading yeah. romance novels?
1: Definitely. There were a lot of writers in the Kamani line and the Kamani True line that I really enjoyed.
0: Man, I missed that one. Man, Me that was too. such a good line. Ugh. I was Me talking about too. that with... um in the past podcast with Edwina and Martin Arnold about mm-hmm. how there was, you know, those lines specifically for, you know, black folks like Kamani and, and the ones with Avon and stuff like that. And like, mm-hmm. we don't have them anymore, you know? Exactly.
1: <laughs> so it's like we're, we're
0: missing out on some good writing and good talent. Uh, yes, exactly. But anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> no,
1: and it, you know, it's funny you say that because I feel kind of torn sometimes because I understand what the company is trying to do with integrating mm-hmm. Black romance into other lines rather than mm-hmm. separating them. But there was right. something so very special yes. about Kamani. And they had gorgeous covers and mm-hmm. beautiful storylines and, mm-hmm. and series. But mm-hmm. I'm glad that Harlequin has made the commitment to be more inclusive yes in many yes. different areas so kudos to them for that but
0: yeah yeah kamani and then arabesque and they would like yes. when the BT arabesque movies oh my god i missed out oh so much yes. Oh, yes 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 you can well, tell you we're never like
1: know, you never know what's gonna happen in the future you that know that is so I'll, true all of us have long and prosperous careers, I believe, in front of us. So mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's true. We, we can never make anything
1: know. happen that we want to. So
0: mm-hmm. I'm very optimistic about the future. Yes, yes. So tell me about how you decided to move from, you know, okay, I'm just gonna read a lot of romance books to let me try and get out here and query and submit uh to some of these traditional publishers to see if they'll bite um how, like what was that process like for you um starting out you know trying to get your foot into the door
1: yeah definitely so a colleague of mine at work also a librarian who does not read romance at all mm-hmm. sent me an opportunity to apply for a harlequin mentorship Wow! And she was like, you have to do this. Because at work, I always would joke, if you ever see me quit this job, I'm going to go and write romance novels and, you know, just sit in my living room and just crank them out. And that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And So they would always laugh about that. But she's like, no, 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 you need to try it. So Mm -hmm. she sent me the link. And that was what sparked the idea for writing The Sweetest charade. Mm -hmm. Um, which is my debut with Karina Press. And I was pregnant at the time and about, and I knew, you know, I was about to go on maternity leave. And I was like, "Hmm, that might be a good opportunity Mm -hmm. to try and crank something out. So I did, I submitted it. I did not get in, um, Mm -hmm. but I ended up pitching it for one of their Twitter pitch events. Mm -hmm. And then editor liked it. And that's what kind of set the ball rolling. Wow. So it was something that was rejected once before before i got it published
0: Mm. and how did you how did you deal with the initial rejection because i think that's something that i know i struggle with um like that that sort of initial rejection of okay you know they're not interested in this how did you kind of even though you had this contest and you pitched again how did you just get the you know emphasis to just press forward and keep going
1: Rejection definitely does sting, no matter how prepared you say you are for it. So, um, you know, you definitely have that moment of disappointment, especially when I think when we submit to something psychologically, we talk ourselves into thinking that we are the best person for that project, Mm -hmm. even though it might not necessarily be the case. And it's not a reflection on us personally. So many factors go into it. Like, you know. What kind of plot we're writing or what they already have purchased, or sometimes mm-hmm. it's just a matter of timing. Mm-hmm. And um, So something that helped me a lot was the romance community that we're both a part of, right? Um, just chatting with people online, people in the forums, you know mm-hmm. that, that I'm in in the Facebook groups who've gone mm-hmm. through the same thing. And Mm -hmm. also, something that's so incredible about romance that I haven't seen in other genres is the accessibility to writers who are very prolific.
0: That is so true. Mm -hmm. You know,
1: like, if, Mm if you get on Instagram and you message... I don't know, Maisie Yates, like she will DM you back. You right, know? <laughs> right, that's wild. Yes. Yes. And yes. I think that there's just such a self-awareness in that community about we've been here and we mm-hmm. want you to succeed. And there's room for all of us here uh, that I, I just really got from the romance community. So everything from blog posts to Facebook posts to even chatting, Directly with some of these authors who had been rejected over and over and over and over again early in their careers was hugely encouraging. I mean, Mm -hmm. if someone like Danny Collins says, It took me 10 years to get published, Mm -hmm. okay, you know, it's all right. Yes, all right. Because her Mm -hmm. books are awesome. Mm -hmm. So I think having that community was just integral in helping me keep going.
0: That's so true. And you bring up a like really good point about the accessibility of the romance community, because I guess because it's just inherently feminist to want to uplift other women. Um, And so because the the genre is so dominated by women and it's for women and we just want to see women succeed that's where people are kind of like okay well let me help you do whatever you need to do let me read you know a few pages let me you know um you know reach out to somebody an editor of mine let me you know it's so crazy that you say that because like you know i'm still starting out you know and stuff like that and having people like you know sanithia williams and people like that say hey i'll I'll read your stuff if you want me to i'm like what me are you serious (laughs) Yes. or me little old me i'm nobody <laughs> You're right. but, but You're right. yeah it's just an inherently yeah. like feminist and just positive it's not so always true. but positive place to be because you know we've seen the whole you know diversity issues and what publishing oh, yeah. pay, paid us type of thing oh, yeah. um you know so let's kind of just shift gears into that mm-hmm. you know culturally you come from a nigerian background and things like that how mm-hmm. important is it for you to kind of infuse your culture and your background with your romance writing
1: it's so important and mm. especially as someone who writes black characters you know in the diaspora Mm-hmm. And, you know, among uh, among other things, it's just so important to me to show the diversity of the Black experience. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we were chatting a little bit before we got started about where we are. You know, you're down south, I'm mm-hmm. on the east coast, you know, mm-hmm. I'm Nigerian, but I was born in Alabama and raised mm-hmm. in Alabama. And mm-hmm. you know, I've lived in... The Middle East. I have family all over the world, and the Black yes. experience is just so vast and mm-hmm. so different. And mm-hmm. I mean, even the conversation about Black folk in academia you know, you mm-hmm. go into academic circles and you meet Black folk and people of color there, and their experiences are so vast. We're not a monolith, mm-hmm. you know, we're right. not just one type of person. We speak differently we were born in different places we grew up under different circumstances and it i just feel so privileged to be able to represent that mm. in my in in my novels and in my work um, mm-hmm. and i believe that even with um things like storyline and covers and mm. uh author voice there's just so many different ways to show this beautiful community that i'm so privileged to be a part of Mm. so i'm 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 so excited about being able to do that in these two books and even going forward uh, into my career
0: Mm. so starting because you have like you're doing like big releases in one year yeah. like how on earth are you balancing <laughs> balancing everything right now like I am like I know you have two small kids I do. And, and you're like I don't know if anybody they might have heard them in the background but two small <laughs> kids mine was in here too by the way you might not have heard her but she was in here too um, but oh you know they you know how on earth are you balancing all that plus you know you know writing and stuff like what kind of schedule were you keeping you know trying to get both of these books out and meet deadlines with with like everything you got going on you
1: know I think what was important to me and another presents author who's who's been there she's a grandmother now but she told me she said your idea of what a perfect schedule is has to go out the window when you have two small children just like flexibility is so important because if you say okay i'm going to write from i don't know 6:30 a.m. to 8:30 a.m. every morning no no you know no flexibility or whatever mm-hmm. and your kid decides they want to have a nightmare at 4:30 and wake mm-hmm. up and eat fruit loops and you know run around the house for 2 hours that's just not going to happen mm-hmm. so she actually told me that she plans her goals weekly rather than daily Mm-hmm. And she says, okay, I want to get this done this week. So however it happens, you know, if I happen to have a quiet block of time today, I'll work during that day. And, you know, just so she can sleep when she needs to sleep and run errands mm-hmm. when she needs to run errands and help with her grandkids when she needs to help with her grandkids. Mm-hmm. And that's a method that worked really, really well for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think making it clear to my partner that I was working on projects and had deadlines and needed support during Mm -hmm. specific times was Mm -hmm. really important too. Mm -hmm. Um, He's great about chipping in and wonderful with the kids, but I feel like it's easy for dads sometimes if you don't tell them precisely (laughs) when you need them to do something and what you need them to do. Right. To just kind
0: of wander off and be like, well, you didn't say anything. So. Right. Right. Yes. Cause there have been, pl- there have been plenty of times where I'm sitting here writing and I like, like just now somebody's up here tapping me on the shoulder. And I'm like, didn't I tell you I had something to do? Like exactly. you can't watch her for like two minutes, you know? And then I go and look and he's downstairs sleeping or on his like tablet or something. I didn't even know she snuck away. So
1: yeah, I don't know how, they, I don't know
0: how they do that. But yeah, you're right. It's it's it's, it's good to have that crate, that support system in in place, um, sure. particularly at home, but what about outside of home? Like, what kind of support system did you have um, with regards to getting, you know, writing and stuff like that? You know, I know we're part of the same, um, you know, group IRP, um, yes. inclusive romance project. For those who are curious about it, but I, was, but you know, how have other them and maybe other romance communities kind of helped you and mentor you and push you along the way? during this whole kind of crazy writing cycle especially during the pandemic because i don't know how you got two books done during a pandemic that's crazy i commend you (laughs) sometimes i
1: literally would be sitting there typing and they would be chasing each other in circles around me like (laughs) screaming their heads off i'm not gonna lie there was a lot of bribery with oreos and there was quite a bit of tablet time (laughs) you know Uh, i'm not yeah i'm I'm not gonna lie i was like you know what a happy mother means a happy child and if that that means that they're watching peppa pig for a little bit of time while i spend some time on my own projects then Mm -hmm. that's what it's gonna be Mm so um there's a lot of that but back to your question within the romance uh community I think just folks being there and being open about their own struggles and Mm. making you realize that there was no right way to do this Mm -hmm. or wrong way to do this Mm -hmm. was vitally important, um, as well. Uh, it's, it's just so, another thing about the romance community is that it's very parent positive.
2: So Mm. a, a
1: lot of, a lot of folks have, children and grandchildren at various stages so being able to listen to advice and um even just people being an ear just to listen to me rant Mm -hmm. about whatever it was my kids were doing that day Mm -hmm. that was driving me crazy was was really welcome and really awesome Mm
0: -hmm. yes 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 we have we have both benefited from that yes (laughs) benefited from like people just listen to us rant and when we get in our bag of like, you know, Oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, it's just like, yeah. It's
1: it's like, okay. I, you know, I'm a librarian. Mm -hmm. And also at the time I was a graduate student, although I've taken a bit of a break from school, I cannot do, I can't (laughs) can't do graduate school right now. I can't, I can't. Mm -mm. It will send me over the edge. Um, But being in a world where people understood and appreciated what I was doing Mm -hmm. was incredibly motivating as well. You know, um, people in my family are not necessarily romance fans. So they couldn't read my stuff or cheer me on in, in the same way. So having that connection to people who appreciated, loved, and were doing the same exact thing I was doing Mm-hmm. was really wonderful too
0: yeah 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 i i, I understand that because i mean i know you being nigerian and and my husband is from the caribbean and so i know it's very similar because oh, they're yes. like look look if, it's not, <laughs> look if it's not lawyer doctor engineer yes. then they're like what, they're like what is this like what is this i don't know what this is <laughs> oh my lord like, what
1: are you do? writing what writing, writing what i i don't, I don't.
0: And it's not you a dissipation. Yes, you just yes. see the blank
1: look come on the face. Yes, you just come on the face. Yes, yes, okay. I can
0: imagine, I can imagine.
1: <laughs> but you know what, though? When mm-hmm. the money comes in, mm-hmm. that's when mm-hmm. the tune gets changed.
0: Oh, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: that's yeah. That's when the tune gets changed. Yeah, yeah, see, see, when the Swedish charade gets turned into a Lifetime movie, they <laughs> say, don't come knocking on my door, or, or, or a Hallmark movie, don't come knocking on my door, people. <laughs> god willing god willing so so are you so are you i forgot to ask are you agented now or no i am
1: agented but it's funny because my agent doesn't represent romance i i actually how did that happen (laughs) so oh man yeah this is making the long story longer no no we got time So during my foray into literary writing, Mm -hmm. I actually did publish a a short story in a literary magazine. Mm -hmm. And um, based on that, I made a contact with my current agent and she was like, well, you know, if you ever write a full length novel, let me know. And, um, you know, I'd love to take a look at your pages. I really love your writing. So I actually wrote another book while in, while in college, mm-hmm. and you know, polished it up uh, about a year ago, revised mm-hmm. it, and sent it to her. And based on that, she offered me representation. Mm-hmm. So while she does not negotiate my romance deals, you know, she's 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 willing to go to bat for me if I write a novel that I want to send out to a publisher
0: That's that I need to be
1: agent for. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's um, interesting. Yeah. So, you're so you feel like, are you still gonna like f- do like a foray into this l- literary fiction? At no, some I point? don't think so. <laughs> well, okay, not, we'll not don't, well, let
1: me say I don't think so. Don't let me say I don't think so for this year. Mm. Um, I'm revising the novel that I have with her, and with my current romance projects, I think that's quite enough for me I'm mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. My, my son he's one year old he's he's a year old and he hates my computer like he tries to pry it out of my hands every time oh my gosh it. So.
0: oh man yeah 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 it might be time for a little a bit of a break <laughs> exactly so
1: oh, my, man. that's another thing that I had to do for myself I think when I started writing and found some success there and just really saw that, yes, this is my thing, I love this, Mm -hmm. I wanna do Mm -hmm. this. I was so excited about it that I hyper-focused on it, but Mm. that was to the detriment of other things. So Mm. one thing I had to do this year was to sort of look inside myself, step back and say, okay, I'm gonna give myself this project, this project and this project to work on this year, no more. I I can't say yes to anything else Mm -hmm. and just calm down and, and let it happen. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. 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 So have there been times like when you're doing this, all of these projects that you've been like totally like stumped or like in the weeds and you feel like, okay, I don't know how to get out of this. Like, how do you like break, have like a breakthrough with like a block or like when you're feeling like overwhelmed
1: all the time, all the time. And for me, that comes at the revision stage mm. when I feel like my manuscript is just one big hot mess and I don't know what to do with it. Uh, at that time, I'm usually sick of all my characters. Like, I just want to put them in a boat and sink the boat and just end the book like that. Like, I mm-hmm. just can't stand them. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, some time away from the manuscript sometimes does help sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll spend a few days away Mm -hmm. from it work on something else refilling the well also helps as well I read a new book I go to my very very long to be read list pick something out read it um sometimes I'll beta read a critique partner or a friend's manuscript you know sometimes working on something else or helping something else clears things up for me because I'm looking at it, from a completely objective like craft perspective, and that calms me down a bit mm-hmm. and um yeah so so those are those are some things that I do, and also being really upfront with my editor about my struggles, right, so if I'm having an issue with a particular aspect of a book or mm-hmm. um I outline my frustrations, I put them in bullet points, I say, you know what's not working for me, why I think it's not working. And uh both my editors have been so understanding and so kind mm-hmm. and so helpful when mm-hmm. when it comes to me being semi hysterical about things. So I'm really <laughs> grateful for that <laughs> as well.
0: semi hysterical. <laughs> no girl mm. I know. I know, trust I me, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I know <had laughs> I know, I
1: know for sure. I know. So I, we both know, uh, Fortune Wellen.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: she writes for she listeners. She writes for Tuli. Her books are out next year. Keep an eye out. She's an amazing yes. writer. But I call her my um romance writing therapist because she has <laughs> she has seen me through so many spirals
0: oh my god i have to tell you offline what she told me last night but but never mind, never mind. i have to tell you that because well, i was going through something but anyway oh, yeah she is she really is so our good. therapist she's our friend <laughs> such a good person and, and, she and, really is. and really is able to talk us off a ledge <laughs> yes, yes
1: yes and that's what i love about romance land. Yeah, you know it's just folks with such a blend of wisdom compassion and mm-hmm. kindness you you just don't get that anywhere else mm-hmm. in the professional world so
0: mm, yeah but what are some of the things you don't really care for in romance landia i mean it's not all i mean it's not all rainbows and cookies and that is unicorns. True. <laughs> i mean you know there are some things that we we collectively are you know are not very you know feeling in romance landia so what are some things that you're nice like this has got to change
1: Absolutely, um, I have heard especially from folks who've I'm relatively new to the game, and I came into a into the game at a time where everything was virtual number one mm-hmm. and at the time when uh you know the whole romance land implosion happened mm-hmm. like, <laughs> that was mm-hmm. pretty much when i entered I know. so I've heard a lot of. A lot of horror stories, and um, you know what? I don't even want to take away from how serious it is by calling them horror stories, because yeah, yeah. you know these were people that really were hurt and um mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. had terrible experiences mm-hmm. with something that should have been quite beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I think is definitely definitely still an issue um what I do love is the fact that folks are finding ways to get their voices heard they're not holding back they're being so honest and so open about the struggles within the community Mm -hmm. and about the things that have happened and also about what needs to be done in order to fix these things, right? And, right, right. Um, that just gives me such such hope for the future. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. I try to look at things optimistically. <laughs> <just constantly laughs>
0: see, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: no doubt. I mean, said- I think you're right. I think mm-hmm. I think when we, well, I know for myself and. When we both kind of got serious about, okay, we're gonna do this thing, things were really shifted, and now there's this need and this want I, I'm hoping it's not all talk for yeah. you know diversity and inclusion and stuff exactly. like that. And so I think the time is kind of right for you know own voices and um whatever that means now' because <laughs> exactly. that's changing oh, yeah. um, but um you know Absolutely. for our voices to be heard also. and stuff
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. and it's it's a process. It's a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be ups. There will be downs. There will be triumphs. There will be disappointments. But the important thing is that it's happening, mm-hmm. and I feel so incredibly privileged to be part of this new movement and new wave that's happening.
0: Yes. Yes, In
1: the land of
0: romance fiction as well. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about your first book that's out. Yeah. The Sweetest Charade. So I finished it like last week, I think. Um, and I was like, what? It was, so, it was so good. But it was so good. Um, and I'm not just saying it because you're my friend, but I'm saying it because it really, really was good. So thank you. where did you get this kind of inspiration for Alexander and... Delizia. Deliz- Am I saying that right? Deliz- yeah, I say Delizia.
1: Delizia. So Delizia. It, it Delizia. works.
0: Delizia.
1: Oh, yeah. it I think mean, it works. Um. So I saw a manuscript wish list for one of the editors at Karina Press, funnily enough, mm-hmm. who was saying that she would love to see a story that was set on a train, like a love mm-hmm. story that was set mm-hmm. on a train. And um I was like, ooh, that's kind of a cool idea. Mm-hmm. So the story just kinda of blossomed from there, even though I wasn't thinking of Karina Press as a you know, publisher at that moment. Mm-hmm. It, it it just it just it just kinda of blossomed from there. And mm-hmm. I wrote it while I was on maternity leave and my pregnancy and delivery were both really hard. Like I had mm-hmm. health issues throughout and mm-hmm. my son was born by c-section and compared to my daughter the recovery time was much longer and much more difficult so Mm -hmm. it was almost therapeutic for me to write something that I mean you've read it it's very yes yeah um it's it's there's a lot it's very sweet you know it's very lots of luxury and parties Mm -hmm. and you know traveling from jet setting yes Mm
2: -hmm. yeah so
1: just kind of all my favorite things just dumped in one book and it's Mm -hmm. it's a book that's meant to make the reader feel good like it's it's very much a slow burn um uh, i think it's quite different in tone from harlequin presents (laughs) as, as you could get but it was it was a it was a therapeutic exercise for me mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I just I just loved writing it and just kind of indulging myself with things I loved and hoping that readers would feel that way as well.
0: I think what I liked about it was um and I'm not gonna give any spoilers because I want everybody to go out and read it. Um <laughs> but what I think I loved about it was this kind of idea, this kind of twist on like opposites attracting, Um and you know, this kind of stuffy guy who's, like, from a privileged place, but he really doesn't see himself that way, and he yeah. has his own issues with his dad and all this other stuff, and this girl who's, like, this shit-setting person and social media person and, you know, just one fateful thing that she does, and now they're, t- like, together, yeah. Um you know, and I thought... I thought that's crazy but I like the opening where he comes in and he's like "Why are these students you know whis- whispering about <laughs> whispering about me you know what the hell is going on um oh, yes, but I, yes. I loved it it was it, it was it was just it was magical it really took me on a journey of their relationship and like you said it's sweet it's not like well I would put the heat level at not I would say pg-13 yeah um um it, it, and for me, I normally don't read PG thirteen. Full disclosure, like yes. I'll be reading the stuff that's almost c <laughs> seventy, <laughs> and sometimes I write stuff that's like that. But um, it was so good to me. Like it was, so, I think at the time when I read it, I was kind of tired of some other stuff. Um, that I had been reading, I had put some stuff away, I was like, I don't want to read this. And then when you <laughs> sent me, you was like, oh, you can go get my art. I was like, yes. So when I got it, I was like, oh, okay, I needed this, I needed to kind of slow down. I think that's what it was, I needed yeah. to slow down, I needed to just enjoy and, in, and indulge in a book that was about a romance that was basically taking its time and a train a train is like the perfect metaphor for taking your time trains don't necessarily go fast i mean you know i just thought about that i was like man a train doesn't really go fast so their relationship Mm -hmm. is kind of on the same course as this train you know what i mean so that's i I didn't even think of
1: that 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 just made me sound so much more intelligent than i actually (laughs) am so thank you (laughs) i will be stealing that line for future interviews i'm like yeah the train mirrors their journey
0: (laughs) you're quite welcome you're quite welcome use it at your (laughs) at your will it is yours (laughs) so i mean i just love it like i mean what do you want people to i mean i got what i took i took away from the mm-hmm. book what do you want readers to take away from first the, the Swedish charade which is out now everywhere everybody
1: i just want it to be a comfort read i want people mm. to be able to just linger with it and enjoy it and mm. fall in love with the characters as they fall in love with each other and it it I like the I like I really 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 love the fact that you use the word magical when you mm-hmm. started to describe it because while it's set in the real world, you know I, I wanted that kind of touch of whimsy and magic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's mm-hmm. a little higher heat, but it it has a Hallmarky vibe to it. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> I mean
0: it's, it's not it's not Hallmark is more G. Yes. Like I said, yes. this is PG thirteen. Like this yes. would be lifetime, not okay. like Hallmark. That would <laughs> be like, okay, yes. I mean, right. lifetime, not Hallmark. But You're you know, it's right. it's 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 you know, because there's kissing, there's touching, there's you know, mm-hmm. all of that. It's just so they get not down
1: to business stuff. I mean, they get down but... to business.
0: You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> it's not like he put his blood in her blood. You know, it's none of yeah. that, y'all. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> but it's still fulfilling. Yeah, you know I'm saying. Yes, it's still yes, fulfilling. Definitely. There's still some action going on. Definitely. So, yeah, the door, so like,
1: the door is not all the way closed. It's just partially open.
0: You know, I
1: I see it as you're in the room, but there's kind of like a mist over everything. Like you mm-hmm. said, like in Pg-13 movie. You know what's going on, but mm-hmm. like back seeing... in
0: the like back in the day in those old movies, they put on like that like sheer veil down, and yes. all you see is like yes.
1: silhouettes. <laughs> <laughs> yes 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 so and yeah. you know I think there's I think there's um there's some there's some writers that do that so well that mm-hmm. you walk away feeling like just as fulfilled as if mm-hmm. everything was and I read everything I'm, I read from inspirational all the way down to the other end so I right, read all right. These levels. right I just love a good story mm-hmm. um but yeah yeah sometimes writing lower heat is a little bit um more getting those emotions on the page without being able to to get into the higher heat level is sometimes sometimes a little
0: but i think think that gives you room to play around more with character development like you don't have to you don't i mean if you're if you have a little less heat um because sometimes all the characters may have between them is is a good sex life and they're like they're really like flat you know, otherwise, but you know, you have two very distinct characters who just happen to, you know, are attracted to each other. I was like when they first kissed, that first time they kissed, and he kinda catches her, or whatever. I wasn't expecting that. I was like, oh snap the kiss. Um but you, you know surprised and, me too. I'm not gonna I lie. Like, I was like, What <laughs> he, he kissed? I was like, I wouldn't think he would do that, but I was like, okay. <laughs> so Stuffy Alexander did that. Um, but you know, I think I think, like you said, like I said, it's it's it gives you room to play around with the the development of the characters, sure. and I and I felt like they were fully fleshed out people. Like I knew delicia and mm-hmm. i knew that she was from this background and she was a you know very worldly person yeah. um in a positive way you know well traveled and stuff like that and you know he was kind of this stuffy guy who was you know not really what his dad wanted him to be but you yeah. know was still looking for fulfillment in other ways and what i was like what man just owns a train i was like <laughs> how do you just own a train i was like what like how do you just own a train, I like, like, you, own a train? I think, you know you know, most I think people. he
1: was, I think he was a nod to the many men that I've met in academia who have such unique and such unusual habits, like...
0: Oh, that's even, true. Mm-hmm.
1: You, I mean, if you think back to, like, university and your professors and their interests, some of them had the most fascinating interests. Mm-hmm. That's true. And collections and things like that, so... I, I, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go for it. He he owns part of a
0: train. Cause why not? <laughs> that reminds me. I had a professor in grad school, and I think he owned like, you know, snuff boxes. Like you put yes. snuff in. Yes. He owned he owned like all these antique snuff boxes. I was like, what the hell are you oh doing? Like, man. and he was and he would like do a little snuff in like class, <laughs> and I was like. People actually dip snuff still. You know, I know I was in the style, but I mean, people still dip snuff. But he had like anti snuff do. boxes. But yeah, you're right. Academic. I'm just weird picturing things. you sitting in class, looking at this man. Like, yeah, Sir, you know I was. I was. I was like, what is this? Is that? And he was like, and you, you know, some you're supposed to put stuff. Well, some people put snuff in like the corners of their like jaw. Right. That's where I've seen it. Like they just kind of tuck it in their lip. No, no, like, no. This man was sniffing it no i don't know I, and I'm, I'm 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 curious as it, if it was actually snuff but you know what i'm saying I, that is neither here nor there but anyway oh <laughs> but oh anyway all right so i'm getting off subject so all right so we got we have this book that's out now yes and w- what's the next book is out in september yes, so that's redeemed by his new york cinderella right yes such a classic uh, presents title such a I classic i was gonna say that such a classic <laughs> harlequin title yes. oh my god i was like <laughs> redeemed by his <laughs> okay. okay so so give us the set up, so get us the setup of that one like what is that one gonna be about i mean awesome. i know it, you know <laughs>
1: So I'll I can I can chat a little bit about the opening scene because there is mm. um, in the sweetest charade there is like a little excerpt from the beginning.
0: Of That's the right, of
1: New York Cinderella. Mm-hmm. So uh, it involves the two main characters, Lawrence and Kitty, in the in a restaurant of a very opulent New York City hotel, and she's sitting there and she's eating this really extravagant, expensive meal. She's got caviar and oysters and wine. And then she charges the bill to his room, which is the penthouse, <laughs> and she just gets up and leaves, and he's just sitting there like, "Are are you are you kidding me?" And that's pretty much how the book <laughs> launches <laughs> off. So um, I think that kind of sets the foundation for who who they are as characters. Mm. You know, he's mm. um, he's very much a typical presents hero and. Uh, she as a heroine is thoroughly exasperated with him most of the time for for <laughs> most of the book which which makes for really good conflict and for watching them fall in love so I had so much fun writing the book those two made me laugh so much you know if um kindness is at the root of alexander and delizia i would say snark snark is at the root of um lawrence and kitty and they they both give it to each other um as as the book progresses
0: (laughs) i love snark i love a very different tone i love characters who have like go back and forth and have like extremely like snarky banter like that that's 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 yeah that's my jam and
1: you were right excellent snarky banter yeah i've read some of your work and i was i, I would just be <laughs> sitting there laughing out loud because i could literally hear the characters oh, thank, speaking. You. thank you <laughs> and that's something and that's something that how do i put this there's some books that i've read where you read witty banter and snarky banter but if you read it out loud like i'm like people don't talk like this mm-hmm. but yours is funny and it all and it actually also sounds like real people
0: like you, you, you oh, thank just you. have that <laughs> gift for humor so let's see let's see. we're talking about you we're not talking about <laughs> me this interview is about you Jada Sola it's not about me it's about you I don't have a I don't have two books out with Karina and Harlequin you do I don't have nothing now <laughs> I don't have anything out. Uh, but um It's coming. It's coming. Okay. 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 From your lips to God's ears. Yes. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. So this one comes out in September, right before the holidays. That's perfect. That's like a perfect kind of holiday, pre-holiday type of magical fairy tale, um, type of read. So that'll probably be on our fall reads, um, list for for the fall, but, um they can at least pre-order it now right on um yes. amazon or com. At, at,
1: at it's pretty much everywhere those books are sold but can i tell you mm-hmm. i was so hyped to see it on the target website for some reason i do yeah.
0: <laughs> isn't that wow how does it feel to see your okay how does it feel to see your book in like a bookstore or in like to hold it in your hand see it in a bookstore or to see it on a website. Like, that has got to feel so surreal.
1: Completely surreal. Completely surreal. I'm like, you know, people are going to be pushing their buckies with their, you know, <laughs> diapers in their box <laughs> of wine and they're gonna be able to pick up my book right along with it and oh my god that's something crazy i that so happy yeah. oh my
0: gosh 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 did you have did you go in the bookstore and like sign some copies or, or go anywhere sign the, some copies the
1: copies are not out yet so that okay. probably will be a couple of months before okay. the actual release and karina press for the sweetest charade is digital first So they're they're actually digital copies, so I don't have to do anything in person, most likely till the end of the summer. But I'm so looking forward to holding the book in my hand.
0: Are we going to get an audiobook too, or no?
1: Yes, actually. Okay. So that should be released, I believe, June twenty second. Okay. Um, links are already up for pre order in pretty much the same places that you can get the actual book. Okay. And um. Those are those will be ready to go for the release date as well. So I will be buying that because I'm very excited to hear it. <laughs> yes, yes. See your
0: see your words come to life and yeah. see how some, how somebody interprets your words. I think it, I hope somebody's really awesome is narrating it. So yeah, Me too.
1: <laughs> I looked up the I looked up the actress and she has a background in theater, I believe. So mm-hmm. I think she's gonna do I think she's gonna do a phenomenal job with the narration, and I can't wait to hear it
0: awesome awesome all right so we're coming to the last part of the interview yeah um so we're gonna do like a rapid fire questions sort of like uh james lipton (laughs) yeah mix it up um (laughs) james lipton and like the inside the actor studio so i'm gonna Mm -hmm. ask you like a few questions and you just give me like the first thing that comes off the top of your head okay You you ready okay so do you like writing heroes or villains heroes heroes you don't have any villains really i don't, the I don't. Story. they
1: are villains to themselves <laughs>
0: yeah. that is true. my deep comment of the night <laughs> <laughs> okay do you like writing love scenes or dramatic arguments if love
1: scenes I struggle with dramatic arguments. Yeah, you're not an angsty person. Yeah, you don't
0: have a lot of angst in the book. So there's no angst in there. So yeah, I don't I mean, I know the answer. I grew up in a very
1: like conservative household. We never yelled at each other. And I'm like, people do this?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just grew up in a very loud house. So yeah, (laughs) Yeah. so um, where is your favorite place to write?
1: Wherever it's quiet. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i know giving two kids whatever is yes. quiet this yes, yes um i do you watch a lot of movies first of all or no
1: no actually but i okay. have a lot of classics that i kind of watch over and over again
0: do you have any that are like did you think were like the best translation of a book to movie mm-hmm.
1: Ooh that actually is a really good question so there is a book it's it's a it's a british coming of age romance it's called i capture the castle by dodie smith she's Mm -hmm. the same one that wrote 101 dalmatians by the way really (laughs) okay okay the novelization of that book is actually really good um and there's a movie uh starring rose brine is in it um, and I'm forgetting the names of the other cast members, but I thought it was a really good representation in the book mm. yeah, mm. and then, okay. of course, Pride and Prejudice, like oh
0: yeah, which <laughs> version do you like? I like the Kira Knightley version. Is I do one? like
1: the Kira Knightley version. Yeah, I like that, that version that Darcy had a lot of swag, but mm-hmm. i will be I will be forever dedicated to the 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 mini series. It's a classic mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. Colin Firth and his. Oh yes, his, his dimpled chin. Yes. yes. Oh yes, Colin Firth forever. Yes. You know, I feel like I feel like that one got me kind of like at the beginning of puberty, so there was no turning. <laughs> back. You know, I was already grown and cynical by the time the Kieran Knightley one.
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, to if you got like a huge, massive advance, what would be like the the one thing you would buy? Oh. We're talking like wow. six figures.
1: Well, is it is it sad that the first thing that came to my mind was Birkin bag? I'm like, you literally have
0: <laughs> student
1: loans to play, pay off. No, it's,
0: it's that, no, everybody should indulge themselves in one thing. <laughs> no. You
1: know what? I blame it on Sex and the City. I've never seen the show. And I have just gotten to season four. Wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, wait. Back up. You live, it, you live in you oh, live in New York. Back up. back up. You live in New York, and you've never seen Sex in the I've City. Never seen a woman. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm rectifying the mistake now. Okay. Um, okay. Big mm. okay. and Carrie are the worst. They are. Um, they are not goals, but, but continue, not. continue. But I just watched the episode where Samantha lies to lucy Lou, in order to get a birkin bag so oh I yes think yes yes yes,
0: yes yes that's a good episode oh my god okay um <laughs> to read or not to read will you read your book reviews i think
1: i will yes really i think i will i've been warned not to but i can't help it like i gravitate <laughs> to good reads like a moth to fire
0: like it's, it's just, i mean i wrote a review you can read mine Oh, you can read my review. It's all (laughs) good. I look. I haven't looked in a a
1: few days, (coughs) so I'll take a peek.
0: (laughs) It's on there. So the last romance novel that you read.
1: Oh, so I am in the middle of, and I'm gonna open it up on my Kindle so I get the title exactly right because Harlequin does um super long titles. Mm -hmm. It's by it's Lucy Monroe's newest Mm -hmm. book. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna get the title completely right. Sorry. It is It is. I literally just had this book in my hands like 20 (laughs) minutes ago. Ugh anyway come back to that i'm gonna look for it oh queen by royal appointment i knew appointment was in the title queen by royal appointment
0: queen by royal appointment Hmm, that's interesting (laughs) Hmm, that sounds like some that sounds like some forced proximity type stuff
1: yes it is and she Is is a very um love conquers all kind of uh Kind of writer. Um, Mm. She does a lot of really good second chance romance, which is Mm. one of the tropes that I really like a lot.
0: Mm. Mm. Um,
1: So, yeah, it's a very good read.
0: I should have asked you that. What is your favorite? That's your favorite trope?
1: Probably. Mm. I love transformation tropes. I love Cinderella stories, any kind of Mm. transformation, ugly Mm. duckling, this and that, because there's something so special about seeing a character not only fall in love with the love interest but also with themselves Mm. and um the Swedish charade was a bit like that too because you have these two characters who just have this facade that they put on for the world Mm -hmm. but as we get deeper and deeper into the story the layers just kind of start peeling away and you, right that's at the heart um so that, that that's a trope I really enjoy. I love fake relationship as well. So. <laughs> fake dating. Yes, yes. No. fake dating. Yes. yes,
0: yes, yes. The fake dating is exactly. the book. <laughs> I,
1: I mean, it, it shows. It definitely shows. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Do you write, like, do you um use music at any point, like, to help you write? Do you have, like, soundtracks for, like, the books you write? Some people do that like have whole soundtrack.
1: I don't um I'm actually really bad with that if I have anything in the background it's usually the sound of rain mm. like I play rain or I play like those weird you know like how in the hospital the nurses will tell you to play YouTube videos of what the sound of your womb is like like mm-hmm. white noise like I'll play that Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes if I feel fancy, I'll play like some instrumental Bossa Nova or mm-hmm. you know, like Latin jazz, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um if I listen to any kind of music I like, I start tapping my feet to the beat under the table and I just get distracted from my writing. So. <laughs> <laughs> is there I
0: a tried r could b see i, I, I i'm See, yeah most of the time i write to like just instrumentals but I mean, if i have to write a sexy i need a sex playlist like i need all the all the hits all the yes. sexy all the sexy <laughs> hits i need them all on like a, a long playlist so i can so i can write but i do like
1: I motown like very old school um old school hits sometimes like Mm -hmm. like the love songs like the temptations Mm -hmm. or the miracles or yeah they're like simple lyrics
0: yeah yes Mm -hmm. really simple
1: repetitive lyrics like you know that 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 i can
0: work with as well Yeah. yeah yeah see me i i have to have like h-town knocking the boots or something yeah. <laughs> like when i'm writing when i'm writing yeah. when i'm writing sex scenes but anyway um <laughs> do you have a favorite word you use in your writing like something you notice that you use a lot
1: i use a lot of like adverbs a lot of mm. ly for like a lot of ly mm. Mm. so it's tenderly and lovingly and carefully and all the leads so. <laughs> <laughs> all the leads <laughs> That's Okay. The
0: okay, this is important cuz we talked about it. If your book became a movie, who would you want to play the leads? Oh
1: man. That's so hard. Um... <laughs> oh, wow. That's a really good question. That's a really good question. I think there are a lot of um Oh, wow. I'd you know what? I honestly don't know. But I'd want I'd want people in casting to source folks from around the world. Like, you know, especially mm-hmm. for the role of Delicia. Like right, I, right. I'd I'd want like an Eretrian American mm-hmm. actress to play that role. And mm-hmm. um for Alexander, I just need like a very solid, good looking, more house man type. Mm-hmm. Type persona who can carry off the very stuffy academic academic mm-hmm. look. I have no names in mind. I'm open. To any
0: <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> I was like Tiffany Haddish is a Retrian, but she's like yeah, she more medium. She so, She's definitely. But, is. And what's that lady's name? Um, oh God, I can't think of her name. What does she play on? Ugh, I can see her face so good. I think she's from. Eritrea. Oh my God! What is what is that darn movie? Anyway, I think it was she's on CSI. I think. Ooh, I can't think of her name, but look it up. I think see, she's I she playing on CSI. CSI. Oh, she's okay. on CSI. Um, I can't think of her name. It's, it's it's escaping me. Um, but let's see. Where do you see romance novels going in the next like ten years?
1: Oh, I think there's gonna be no limits i think it's opening up to all kinds of people with all kinds of visions and i'm so excited to see what's on the horizon and and in the scope i think we're gonna see um more people telling their own stories and writing about people who look like them and have the same experiences as them and Mm -hmm. i think that or i should say i hope that because i feel like romance gets so little respect sometimes but i Mm -hmm. hope that this trend will give romance an added layer of meaning Mm -hmm. you know that that um that resonates within Mm -hmm. you know within within the readership
0: okay yeah i i totally agree totally agree all right and so when it's all said and done if you've written like 400 books what do you want people to (laughs) (laughs) what do you want people to say about all of your work and all the books that you've written
1: i i want to create memorable characters Mm -hmm. and i want my books to be books that people that people can enjoy you know that they can Sit back and read and linger and put their feet up because to me, romance novels were an escape you know, an escape for what a lot of what was going on in my life as a child and as a young Mm -hmm. person. And Mm -hmm. you know, as an adult, they're great for managing anxiety or just feeling that I'm indulging in something really decadent. And, Mm -hmm. um, I also want people to walk away from my books with a feeling of of warmth and a feeling of hope because uh, the beautiful thing about romance is that in the end love wins and you know, when love w- fills the heart it takes up so much space that it pushes out other things it pushes out um self-doubt it pushes out fear it pushes out um unhappiness it's a way mm-hmm. of healing from past experiences and mm-hmm. love is so very powerful and of mm-hmm. course romantic love is only one small part of what love is but it, it it's just something that feels so good to read and so good to write
0: right right so where can folks find you on social media Sola uh, james
1: yes so <laughs> if you pop jadasola james into um into google pretty much everything comes up i'm on instagram on twitter on facebook i'm terrible about engaging on facebook and uh if you go to my <laughs> website JadasolaJames.com, all of my social media links are right there on the contact page so if you'd like to shoot me an email you can do that through the website everything is there so
0: yes yes and everybody get her books they are out well the Swedish charade is out now available everywhere that books are sold we got the audiobook coming at the end of June and then redeemed by his New York Cinderella will be out in September yes very excited so thank you so much for coming on the podcast and And this this was lovely talking to my friend so who has (laughs) two books out i'm so hyped so thank Thank you so much
1: thank you tatiana have a wonderful rest of the evening i will thanks so much love
0: Once again, I would like to thank my good friend, Jada Sola James, for joining me on the podcast. You can find her on her website, jadasolajames.com. She's also on Twitter at JJ underscore Nicola, N-I-C-O-L-A. And she's also on Instagram at Jada Sola James. Um, all that information will be put in our little blurb for the podcast on where to find her. Thank you all for joining us for this episode of Romance and Color. Uh, we hope to see you all next week where we have another interview and another great show. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.